0: Hello Mzanzi, welcome to episode 346 of the Farmer's Insight Track podcast. My name is Duncan Wasiwa and I'm your host for this episode. Lolitando Kambule, the author of Libos Corner, has launched an amazing book dedicated to rural children. In her book, children are introduced to the fundamentals of business in a delightful and engaging manner. In Libo's corner, Kambule weaves a tale that follows the adventures of village kids as they eagerly prepare for their first market day. And The story not only entertains, but also serves as a valuable educational tool imparting essential lessons about the basics of business to young minds. Nolotando, welcome to Farmer's Inside Track. Thank you
1: for having me.
0: It's great to have you and definitely an honor meeting you. You introduced me to your book a moment ago. Tell us a bit about what it is and what inspired you to write this book.
1: So the book narrates the story taken by village kids who are preparing for their first market day. So throughout the book, we cover the concepts of business, the 10 basic concepts of business, but we simplify it and bring it to a layman understanding. So throughout the book, it's the conversation of the rural kids who have Never thought of starting businesses before, but their friend, Gibo, convinces them that, you know, my sister said she can help us and can have a market day. And so we follow that story of what's step one, what's step two, what's step three, and what happens when these kids are preparing for their first market day. To the point where we even get the rural leader, which is called the Induna, involved in the book, and he gives them assistance. People in the community also assist them. So it's just a narration of vintage kids preparing for their first market day.
0: It's completely different to what we as adults know in terms of what goes into a business, how do I understand business.
1: It's similar in the sense that I think basics are basics. It's just that we need to break them down at different levels. So here, because we cover things such as suppliers, pricing, advertising, marketing, those are still concepts that all the people should know. But now we are almost narrating it for a kid's perspective because we're hoping that the book not only goes to kids, but also grassroots entrepreneurs, specifically those in rural areas who have been operating subsistence businesses all along. So for them to read the book and say, oh, this is an angle I didn't look at. So that's basics for everyone are the same. It's just that at which level are you narrating the basics at?
0: I mean, my question would be why? Why was it so important for you to take a book like this and produce it specifically for kids and specifically rural kids? Why is that so important? Because
1: I'm a rural kid. I was born in the rural areas. And even at that young age, I think I understood that there's a social economic difference here. Because I was the kid who woke up and left the village to go to school. But all my peers woke up and stayed in the village. So I would come back and narrate to them what happened in town. And some of my peers only went to town after my trick. And they'll say, I saw that parents you were talking about when we were kids. I'm like, that was centuries ago. How do you still remember that? So for me, it's always, when I see something that I like, I always think about how can I bring it back home? Mm. And when it comes to kids, if we get it right at the foundation. Because when you teach kids the basics of business, we're also teaching them resilience, hard work, teamwork. Those are soft skills that we are imparting in them unknowingly through teaching them business. So for me, let's cement the foundation and let's bring it to kids. And I'm a rural kid. So let's narrate the story of that kid who comes from an era that's not really narrated when you talk about growth and everything else, yeah. and let's make it from their perspective.
0: What was your experience, you know, as a rural kid? Were these kinds of conversations, did they take place around you? And how would you say, how has things evolved over the years?
1: So now that I'm older, I say some conversations we never had them as conversations, but they will always stay around us. So my grandmother always had a farm. All the grandmothers in the villages, in my village at least, always had farms. But their farms never really grew to commercial farms or subsistence farms. And what would happen is my grand would farm grapes, peaches, cabbage, carrots and then gave them to the granny next door. And the granny next door gave us the exact same veggies a few days later. We knew there was a season of cabbages, yeah, so everyone would be giving everyone cabbages. And those were farmers, and those are people that farmed every year. And I remember the timing of when we had to farm the maize meal. We couldn't miss it, because my granny would say, "When we will be gone, and then the maize will be dry, and then we can't do anything with it. So we knew those, as much as the wind conversations, because in the rural area, everyone almost participates in activities. That's how the setting is there. So when my grand is in the farm, we own in the farm. When my grandfather is fetching cows, the boys are all fetching cows. So we had those conversations without us having <laughs> those conversations. So as you grow older, you almost say, okay, let's actually unpack what was happening. Because I have businesses that I've covered in the book. When I say goko mama busi, go those are businesses that were there when we grew up. And they're still there now, but I feel like they're not where they should be because no one ever came back to help them understand and unpack their business. So this is almost my love letter and saying, I'm coming back, seeing you guys being the cornerstone of the community. I want to help you.
0: That's beautiful. What kind of impact would you like your book to have on not just rural communities, but all different communities in South Africa?
1: I want us to start the conversation of entrepreneurship very early. Because I've seen people have amazing ideas. Where Because I'm in a development financing space. So the are implementing agents of certain policies in this land. And you see someone with this great idea. But we don't fund ideas. We fund businessmen. We fund business people. So it's sad to see that you have an idea, but you're not a business person. But now, because it's so later on in your life, and this has been your passion project, and it's putting so much into it but the basics are still wrong, and it won't create a sustainable business for you. So for me, it's an impact of saying, let's start, let's learn to cement the foundation, and let's know that it's never too late to start doing something. Because people say, but it's been Year's, and all these businesses are like this. It's never too late to fix that. And let that time be in the liberal era, where we are bringing up a generation of different business people.
0: I can only imagine how mothers or fathers are responding to your book. Tell us about how people receiving your book.
1: So, so far, the response has really been positive. I've had a lot of referrals. I've had a lot of people coming to me and saying, my friend actually borrowed your book for the weekend. I'm having parents saying, when we go to the mall, the ten terms are cut in half. Now we are vigilant shoppers. Wow. So someone doesn't say, I want chocolate. anymore." says, mom, if I buy chocolate, how much can I sell it for? Sure. Now parents can have those discussions while walking through aisles. Like now we don't want to avoid certain aisles, we walk there. So for me that's been interesting. And they're saying kids are identifying. So when they walk into a mall, they they start playing games. Like I spot Woolworths, what do they sell? I spot Checkers, what do they sell? And then parents can see that okay the discussion around how we just view the economy. If I were to use the big word, is different. Kids that are socially aware. When I'm saying take takeaway today, and someone is saying, no, I want my money because I want to go and buy something oh, to sell. Wow. So for me, that's been the response from the parents saying, listen, now we can't shop in peace, but at least there's no tantrums. Yeah.
0: What's your follow up? <laughs> Have you thought about what your next book would be? Tell us a bit about that.
1: So seeing that my team has been able to simplify this concept of businesses, I'm hoping that we tackle other issues that affect kids. Mm-hmm. So the Hebrews Corner to be a safe space. So we say, now we're spoken about business, but let's talk about bullying. Let's talk about eating healthy. Let's talk about abuse. For us to break it down to a kid to say, if you don't play with Amasha, because Amasha doesn't have the latest knee cut, that's not kind. Mm. You know, to have those conversations without being harsh, because I think we correct kids' behaviors after they've reacted. So let's try and be proactive and almost simplify the conversation. So for me, it's simplifying all those concepts that parents are saying, I'm starting with my kid. My kid doesn't understand how sharing works. How do we simplify it so it doesn't seem heavy on them? But it's just an act that's easier. So that's what I'm hoping the Libo book translates to.
0: Nah, definitely beautiful. Where can people get your book? Where do they get in touch with you?
1: So we are available on Instagram, on Facebook. Our main contact points, you can DM the Libo team and we respond on those networks. Libo's called, but we mainly on oh, no, our content points, are uh, Facebook and Instagram.
0: Thanks, Nolutando Kambule. You can, of course, read more on this topic by visiting www.foodformzanzi.co.za. And that's a wrap. Remember to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform so you, of course, never miss an episode. From me, Duncan Masiwa, our technical producer, Megan Fanderfend, and the rest of Team Food from Zanzi, thanks for listening. Life in South Africa can be a lot. I mean scroll through Twitter for a minute and tell me I'm wrong. Thank God for South Africans though, right? We're inspiring and even on the bad days, we fight back with a smile. That's why I love Food for Mzanzi so much. They're not ashamed to celebrate the ordinary unsung heroes who work every day to put food on our nation's tables. Go to foodformzanzi.co.za and never miss an inspiring story.